Welcome, nerds, to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, which is a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. Uh, welcome to episode 6, entitled Jack Meets Dennis, or, as David would prefer... Rat King. Rat King, which, yeah, I would agree, it's a better name. Uh, in this episode, we learn more about Liz's past uh, relationships. We meet one of her past uh, and current boyfriends of the series, uh, Dennis McDuffie. Uh, we gain more insight into the mentor-mentee sort of uh, relationship. relationship. That's the best word, yes, of Jack and Liz. As well as learn more of the craziness of Jay, uh, Tracy, Jenna, and uh, and Rachel Drack comes back, and Kenneth is back. Everybody, I think, is in this episode. The whole family. Yeah, I think everyone's in. The- nope, Jonathan's not. Oh, no, Jonathan's Jonathan. not. Oh man. Oh well. So, uh, yeah, this is another solid episode. Uh, continuing off last week's Jack tour episode. Uh, I don't know. I really like it. It's. Uh, it still feels, I don't know, maybe it's that idea of, like, I've just seen it so much, I know where all the pump lines are coming, and so, like, it just feels short to me. But this this feels a little, this felt, like, a little bit short to me, too. Like, it didn't feel like a full 21 minutes, I don't know. There's no muffin top. There's no muffin top. There's no werewolf bar mitzvah, you know, but we'll get there. Alright, so we'll start with episode 6, and Jack meets Dennis. So sweet of you to walk me to work today. You're my girl, right? I take care of you, huh? Who knows, maybe we'll see Natalie Morales, you know? That little firecracker, she gets my blood running south of the border. <laughs> that is less sweet. I'm gonna stop by tonight, maybe I'll uh, pick up some Chinese. Oh, you said Chinese instead of something offensive. I told you, losing you last year changed me, huh? It made me more, um, more mature. Come here. <laughs> You're back with Dennis? Yeah, I'm back with Dennis. Don't look at me with your eyebrows all up. It's so annoying. Oh, yes, I'm annoying. Not the man who honked your boobs on the jumbo screen. That was before, and it was the playoffs. Does he still work at that beeper store? What is it, Beeper King? He is the king now. The old Beeper King retired. Well, technically, he shot himself, but Dennis took over, and now he's the only beeper salesman left in Manhattan, which is cool. You know, you're doing the eyebrow thing again. Because it's Dennis. Who are you trying to fool? This is me. Exactly. You don't get to give dating advice. You sent a letter to Scott Peterson. After he dyed his hair and got super thin from all the stress. Are you kidding me? He was smoking. Dennis is a good guy, okay? Not really. So when did this happen? Well, last week was my birthday, and everyone forgot except Dennis. He called, and we went out, and it wasn't too weird. And how was the sex? Fast and only on Saturdays. It's perfect. Is Scott Peterson in jail? Yeah, he's got to be. Like, I'm pretty sure that trial's over. And well, the trial's definitely over. He, I can't imagine he was in yet. jail at some point, but I don't know. You know that you haven't heard about is him not on IMDb. That's missed where, opportunity. Where is your trivia, IMDb? Instead, you tell know. us things that are not trivia. Well, they do clarify that it's not 17 rats per person. It's about a four to one ratio. Which, and a racking. Oh, well. It's a, well, that's technically a trivia and a goof on IMDb. So I mean, someone's doing double duty. Where's the 30 Rock fact checker? That's us, apparently. I get, we gotta correct we go. all of these issues. So, he was convicted in uh, 2004. He was moved to the San Quentin prison in 2005. And he has an automatic appeal status. Uh, looks like in 2012 they tried to appeal him a couple of times. 
2017 was the last one. So as far as I know, he's still so in he's prison. Still in jail. Yeah, uh, which you know, fuck that guy. He deserves it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like that was a 2004. That would have been enough time where I would have been aware of all of that was going on. Like, oh god, what was the more recent one? Casey Anthony. Like oh, it yeah. was the Casey Anthony of that time of. Just sort of like the OJ, well, the OJ Simpson, I guess, at that time. It was well, just like all early two thousand. That was when a lot of random men were convicted, because right, because there was um, I don't know, but no, there was something. It was around that time there were like a lot of men who were like convicted of like affairs, like just, like famous like affairs and murders, and because there was there was that Shonda Levy who was like that intern for some congressman or something. Oh, uh, Gary, what's his Gary name? Condit's? Gary Condit. Gary something or other. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, and he was apparently the, the, found. And there uh, were a couple. Guilty. There were a couple other things like that around that time. So that's, that's true. But anyway, sorry. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about him, but he's guilty. Found guilty by a jury of his peers, so he's a piece allegedly. Of <laughs> that's found uh, guilty. That's kind of the annoying part about like a trial is it's, it's technically you were only found guilty by twelve people, so it's like. Well, okay. We're not going to get into the intricacies not, of the in, of the court system of America, which I think is kind of that's entirely up. different. That's an entirely different topic. We'll, when we do a Law and Order episode, right. we're never doing when, a Law and Order episode. When, when we, we do, do every single episode of SVU that oh. Stephanie Mars played in ADA, Jesus Christ! You mean Stacy Keach? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> references. Oh uh, yeah, no, this is a good cold open. Uh, it sort of sets. It does basically does all the exposition of Liz's past relationship. It sets up Dennis Duffy really well. Of the just Beeper kind of King. Like Beeper King and kind of like just how out of touch he is. But I love the back and forth that Jack has with Liz in this episode of like just blatantly mocking Dennis to his face and Dennis is oblivious to it. But Liz is just, she can't say anything. I think it's great. Just their back and forth is fun. So we go into the writer's room and Tracy has a problem. He's offended about how the U.S. Weekly pub, pub people and... Us Weekly... Oh my god, is it really Us it Weekly? It is Us Weekly. No, yeah. it's a play on U.S. No, Weekly. No, it's... Though. I mean, maybe a play, but it's definitely Us Weekly. No, I refuse. Anyway... I don't acknowledge Tracy's it. Tracy's offended because <laughs> Us Weekly has shown that he's actually totally normal. Normal. Did you see this? It's horrible. They're printing libel about me again. Libel, Liz Lemon! Ugh. Normal. How dare they? That's what I'm saying. That's character assassination. That's not normal. It only looks like I'm walking out of a Starbucks when actually I'm doing a robot going backwards into a Starbucks. And I don't even know who dog that is. Yes, I steal dogs. What is the problem? I can't be normal. If I'm normal, I'm boring. If I'm boring, I'm not a movie star. If I'm not a movie star, then I'm poor. And poor people can't afford to pay back the 75000 in cash they owe Quincy Jones. Talking to that guy is like looking in a mirror, huh? So that's the last I think we see of Tracy's posse being that big. I'm pretty sure it's cut down to size after this episode. But I may be wrong! I'll uh, take your word for it. But again, none of them have any lines. They're just there. Um, yeah, this is right. the first time since the pilot no sorry since the second episode that we've seen the full posse uh, we've only seen either Grizz and or Dot Com with him um, yeah since then have any of them spoken at all yet no no because even when they mention Dot Com driving the boat he doesn't say anything mm. he's just like messing with Charles but he still hasn't had a line yet either well that's the new we'll wait we'll see when Jonathan no, speaks when, is Grizz when does Grizz and or Dot Com speak yeah 
flashes back. Oh my god, Jack, what are you doing in wardrobe? The latest research is in. Our audience doesn't like green. Oh, that's too bad. I like green. The research doesn't lie, Jenna, unless us know what we're thinking. What's too boring? What's too gay? What's too old? What's too old? That's a very good question. How old are you? I'm 29. What year were you born? 1977. When did you graduate high school? 94. When did you turn 40? 2017. Junior high crush? Kirk Cameron. Prom theme? Motown Philly, boys to men. What movie did you lose your virginity at? Arachnophobia. Theater or drive-in? What's a drive-in? Of course. I don't know why I bothered to ask. I can tell just from your physical appearance that you're obviously 29. Why was he so mean to her? Like, why was just, I don't it just seems so excessive for him to be like that blatant and brutal about... Well, I mean, I think the implication is that the testing, their market research or whatever, said that she was too old and they didn't like her or something because of that. Oh, that she's she's clearly older than she acts. Kind well, of well just that just that she this that she's comes off as older. You know, mm. I guess I don't know. It's just like for him to push it that much. Like he, well, I guess like he doesn't know yet how crazy she could she can be about her. Uh, appearance and just her personality but uh, it just seems like so mean to treat her that way well he's a sexist douchebag true we still haven't seen enough of that yet though oh josh um liz taylor's assistant called they wanted the address here to send you something that's awesome she must have seen my impression of her sounds like someone loves liz taylor i do no we mean love love yeah like if she walked in right now and said she wanted to do it with you you would i definitely would what? Liz. No, I'm totally serious. I mean, wouldn't you guys? Uh, Jack asked me how old I am. What did you say? 29. <laughs> Jenna, relax. I cannot and will not relax, Liz. I am an actress, and when someone asks an actress how old she is, it's more statement than question. When my mom's feeling old, she goes to this guy on 71st Street. But she's old. She's like 38. I'm going to be sick. So we get our new Rachel Dratch impersonation, which she has gone Yeah, she episodes. wasn't in the past. The last episode was, was on the yacht, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because she was the cat wrangler in the first episode. She was in the yacht. Yeah, she, she was, was in the last few. Yeah, so we get to see her again, um, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, but I think this is the second or third podcast I've referenced now. How did this get made? But they were talking about, uh, it was apparently it was a Lifetime movie. About Elizabeth Taylor starring Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. Like Liz and Dick, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, it came out a few And again, it's just like, I mean, like, same with like, uh, what's a Hallmark that does like, what, a hundred Christmas movies in a year and they're set for like five years or something like that. Like, I guess Lifetime is the same with this movie. They cranked it out in like two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, Lifetime has started doing uh, like, ripped from the headlines sort of. Well, Um, not that Liz Taylor's ripped from the headlines, but just more like, Modern and like attention because like they had the remake of Flowers in the Attic and oh was that the one with the incestuous thing? yes uh, yeah okay yeah you go Lifetime but I mean they also I mean they had I mean they they did the R Kelly documentary oh, they were the ones yeah that? and I mean oh, they've had okay. shows like Unreal and You that are definitely edgier than typical mm. what I don't know one thinks of as Lifetime fair so mm. you can't always pigeonhole them. No, I don't, I'm not pigeonholing them, but I, and my main point is that Liz and Dick movie, the way, like, how how did this get made we're talking about it. Like, they were yeah. playing, like, clips from it, and I was just like... <sighs> like, we'll talk more about Lindsay Lohan when Mean Girls, because we will be doing we will be I would say, Mean Girls. When, when, when we cover Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club and Mykonos show? 
Oh, is that the time when she was trying to steal the kids away from the parents? Yeah, well, it's... Trying to save the children. That, yeah, the I mean, it's, the show itself just started airing, I think, a week oh. or two ago. But, yeah, that was that was while the filming was being done that that whole thing happened. Mm, yikes. But uh, they were just, like, playing clips of her from this movie. And it was just, like, she didn't try. No, And, like, I guess, like, either everyone was afraid of her on set to tell her, you need to act better or you need to act like you're acting or something but like they just it seemed like every line was a one read and they just called action cut print like there was no yikes. there was no second takes it was all just one take essentially for every scene and just the way they described it in the clips that they played was just like yeah this sounds almost like so bad it's good but so bad I don't even want to watch it but like go find that how did it, how did this get made episode and or that movie and just treat yourself or punish yourself I don't know but uh, anyway Rachel Dress is going to be in this episode later as Elizabeth Taylor uh, it's pretty good it's pre- I mean it's not a good Elizabeth Taylor impression well no I, but it's a good it's a good use of that uh, of yeah. Rachel Dratch betcha he reads betcha she sews betcha they've made me a closet of clothes Lemon what tragedy happened in your life that you insist upon punishing yourself with all this Mediocrity. What, because I'm eating a turkey sub? Your turkey sub, your clothes, the fact that a woman of your resources and position lives like some boxcar hobo, or maybe it's the fact that while I'm saying all this, you have a piece of lettuce stuck in your hair. This is the unlisted number of Stone, the most exclusive restaurant in the city currently. I think it's time that you start enjoying some of the finer things in life. Completely unsolicited and inappropriate. I will only accept it because I love food. Do you know why Jack Welsh is the greatest leader since the Pharaohs? Because he didn't only involve himself in our work lives, but our personal lives as well. He introduced us to the finest booze, the most restrictive country clubs. He gave us the names of the most discreet private investigators to spy on our ex-wives. He held our hands during our triumphs and our Senate hearings. I want to hold your hand, Lemon. Yikes. This is a perfect example. You have a million-dollar view, but you refuse to acknowledge that there's a whole world out there. Oh, my. There appears to be a gentleman making passionate, angry love to himself. Yeah, I know. That's why I closed the blinds in the first place. Right in his office. So this is sowing the seeds of uh, the Liz-Jack mentor-mentee relationship. Uh, one, it, well, it starts with an Annie reference, which... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I remember when I was little, Disney used to play the Annie movie all the time. It was like a weekly thing. And seemingly. I don't even know how many times I watched it. And I watched it so I didn't much. even like it that, that no, much. No, I but don't it was just like on that all movie. The time. I don't like that movie. Like, I remember the beginning, The Hard Knock Life, her meeting the uh, bald guy, whatever the kid Daddy Warbucks. Daddy Daddy Warbucks. War Warbucks. Oh. War. Either way, terrible. Terrible name. And then, what happens to Carol Burnett's character? Does she die? Or does she, like, just fall in garbage? I can't remember, but I, th- I think I'm getting the ending of Annie mixed up with the ending of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> where the shredder falls in a garbage truck and gets, like, crushed. And I'm pretty sure Annie doesn't go that dark. But I'm pretty sure there's garbage involved in Annie. It's been a really. Long it's time. been a really. All long I remember time. is Miss Hannigan drunk and like. 
I think gallivanting just, around in the I think orphanage. she just gets like dumped in garbage. I don't think she actually that dies. sounds I that sounds that more sound, appealing. Yeah. But there's also like a helicopter bit. Like, are, is it someone's hanging Maybe. from a helicopter? Huh, I don't I don't care enough to look it up, but I'm pretty sure there's a helicopter, garbage, and possibly Miss Hannigan's death. But I do not like uh, Annie, but I do remember watching it a lot as a kid because Disney Channel just had it on rotation. Yeah. So it must have been a Disney-produced thing, right? I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. It might have just been they didn't have a lot. I don't know. I mean, they could, yeah, just bought the rights to it. And, or, yeah. Not bought the rights, but like licensed the it licensing for, rights for it, yeah. however long. I don't and know. they played it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, but this is good, like, just... But the, the annoyance I have with this is, like, Liz is, um... Like, Liz is comfortable. Like, Jack's wanting to push her into this, like, lavish lifestyle. Like, well, not really. Like, I mean, she yourself kind of thing. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, she says, Agnes is offended, but because I like food, I will do it. Right, but I mean, like, I mean, it's an unprovoked idea of, like, you need to dress dress better and, and have a better office and it's like she's comfortable like she's got a nice office like and like he even points out we're, we're not going to play the clip because it goes long it's more visual than anything but he even points out like you've got a million dollar view you should treat yourself so I mean like she's got everything someone in her position might want but it's just like him pushing this idea of like well he has a certain better, idea right, of like an idea of what an executive what a hiring person does and acts like and right, but, and he just is kind of baffled that she has no interest in doing that so he wants like, to make her into his I know, image but it's been six episodes like he should know her personality by now like, well he does but he she's gonna be like you know like a Clinton, like i think he mentions like clintonista like sort of against the grain but still going enough along with the status quo to do what she needs to, do to get by i don't know i don't know. i don't like him pushing his ideas on her of, of being you know the social elite kind of stuff because but when we do get that in a couple episodes of the Suck It Monkeys, I'm going corporate, that's one of my favorite bits of 30 Rock's first season. So we joined Liz and Dennis at Stone, one of the finest restaurants The in most New exclusive York. restaurant at the time. Currently. Hey, 007, how about some more rolls over here, huh? Oh, my, my, what a pleasant surprise. Lemon. And you brought a man, Jack Donaghy. And uh, this is my friend Anastasia. How are you? Hi. Dennis Duffy, Beeper King. The Beeper King, really? Uh, Dennis has his own business. Yes, he's an entrepreneur. He's very successful. You probably see my ads on the 7 train, right? I didn't know they served chicken nuggets at this restaurant. It's cod. It's, uh, they made it special. Dennis had some dietary restrictions. Actually, I'm allergic to all fish, unless it's fried, you know? That's a sharp tie you've got there, Dennis. A douchebag up front anywhere. Does he know you're the Beeper King? I don't so. Anyway, thanks for the hookup. This is clearly the nicest restaurant we've ever been to. Oh, hold on a second. This place ain't that nice, right? It's got rats and roaches like every other restaurant. No rat talk tonight, okay? You know there are 17 rats per person in Manhattan? You eat a pound of rat crap every year without even knowing it, huh? I think I read about that in the New Yorker. Um, anyway, we'll leave you to your meal. I hope you enjoy the uh, choices that you've made. I'm sorry, Jack Donaghy does not read the New Yorker. No. But he I reads mean, the National Review. Well, I mean, I think he's talking down to them again. I know, like, I know. Like, clearly, but yeah. But I just love, like, he's so sharp with, like, his stings, and Dennis is just either too dumb or just oblivious to pick up on, like, the sheer sarcasm and mockery that's coming his way, that he's just, like, he's able to just roll with it and, like, quit, like quickly reply back, like, yeah, I don't think he knows how to be freaking. Maybe he would treat me a little bit better if he knew that. Like, <laughs> it's great, though. No, I like this. I like the back and forth. I mean, if Dennis has any strength, he's unabashedly himself and True. doesn't 
not well. It's not even that he doesn't care what anyone thinks. He just he is himself and he acts the way he does. And yeah, and it's, it's their very problem. Consistent. It's not. It's yeah. not my problem that they. But it's like so. It's like on on some level that's commendable. Yeah, I can appreciate that. But at some level, it's also like, dude, like you're in your thirties. Like at some point, you've got to just understand. Like as much as you want to be against something, there's there's a basic sort of just status quo you have to follow. Of like at a, he is you know, the Beaver King. He does not bow to some standard. I keep forgetting of your standards. elitist of, yeah, nonsense. You're right. you're right. I'm sorry. I apologize, Dennis. So Tracy's normal reputation is starting to reach the general public. <gasps> How awful! Star coming. Wall hug, everybody. That's Tracy Jordan. Oh, he seems like such a nice, normal young man. Neither one of us are stars. We're never going to be featured in U.S. Weekly. Us Weekly. Or P-Apple Magazine. Yes. But um, do you think there's like some sort of truth to what Tracy's saying about uh, you have to have this reputation of being abnormal to society's views of, of, of being sort of on another level where you have to have that attention? Well... Not necessarily everyone has every celebrity has to be abnormal, but there are certain archetypes of celebrity that you generally have to fit into. And well, I guess the internet age it maybe changed a little bit, but certainly back then, and when the supermarket tabloid, paparazzi, mm-hmm. whatever culture reigned supreme, I mean, there are more or less certain defined archetypes of certain celebrity, and most people more or less fit into them. Well. I guess we can't even say that people fit into them. It's because the culture fit them into those things, no matter how. Yeah, the narrative was. Maybe I mean outside that we wouldn't necessarily know because they've right. been like uh, I don't know, like sad Jennifer Aniston is the one who was here about where, or uh, 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 starting with you know starting with her breakup with Brad Pitt and reading or not reading but like going since then. There's always been a narrative of, you know, Jennifer Aniston, no matter how much success she's had or, you know, how famous or wealthy or whatever she is, there's always that sad Jennifer Aniston. Like, she still just always, she can't get a man. She's still pining for Brad. And I don't know. And I I think, like, before even we were talking about this, I think we've talked about, like, the idea of, like, why other people's lives, why, like, reality TV, why uh, paparazzi, why tabloids, why that's such just an interesting industry, why people care so much to read about, you know, these people that they never know, they'll never meet, and uh, and it's still frustrating to me, like, I get it, because, you know, it's, not to say, like, well, my life is so boring, I want to read about other people, but it's just, like, it is, on some level, drama, it's interesting to just sort of hear about people that are famous, that, that have these lives, that are sort of almost unattainable to the average person so like i get it but it's still to me it's just like i would i just do not care to read about the latest jennifer aniston thing or what's alec baldwin doing like i don't know it's just i mean it's just a hobby some people's hobby is following sports obsessively some people's hobby is following i mean any sort of thing it's just for some people the thing that they like to follow obsessively is the celebrities that they see in TV shows and movies and just learning about behind the scenes. But you say obsessively, isn't that typically like a negative connotation? Like they're, they're following obsessively because... Like it doesn't even not. have to be obsessively. I mean, I, I, I mean, there are lots of tabloids selling lots of 
gossip website to get hits, and it's a lot of it's from just casual traffic. I mean, it's just uh, some people are just interested in in different things. I mean, people who are, I mean, you know, like people who were super into, you know, NBA or NFL. I mean, it goes pretty deep, and a lot of them may even care about what the players do, you know, out off the field. But there's not the same. You just don't have the same level of condescension directed towards those people because sports is, for whatever reason, like. More respectable, well, respected. Re- honestly, because really, it's because men are into it more, so it's more masculine. Mm, gotcha. I mean, that that's really what it is. But yikes! Huh, I mean, that's fair. I don't know. It's just like when I see stuff like Kanye West did this today, or so. Like, I mean, like it's one thing with like politics, because like politics, that's more of an effect that it might have on a situation. Whereas it's just like, oh, Kanye West said this, but then I also think, well. He, because of his demographics, because of, you know, what he's in, he does still have some sort of sway on people. So it can, he can have some effect also. But it's just like... Well, when you know stuff, I mean, Kanye, I mean, there's normal celebrity following culture, and then there's specifically music and stuff like, I mean, true. you have stan culture and twitter and that's driven a totally different and even deeper strain of that sort of thing than even basic just i like to you know pick up the us weekly once a week or something i liked when standing and fan fiction was limited to only tumblr once it once it escaped tumblr and started oh stan i mean stan Stan culture predates tumblr but that was where it was mostly manifesting that's Mm. where mm, i still think I, where else were you finding as, I mean, as as someone who existed in the music corners of the internet very pre-Tumblr, there, I mean, if you go back to the early days of the internet, like the Mariah people and the Whitney people and that sort of thing, long pre-days. God, Tumblr. the gays are the worst. Yeah, I, mean, ser- I mean, seriously, it really is that, and I mean, that's the true birth of modern stand mm, culture. I guess. As we know it on Twitter. I don't know. Like, I'm just happy to not be in that nest of... Just so in defense of everything one artist does, oh, yeah. so it's, against what another artist does, that it's just like I mean, from uh, the outside, like it just, it just looks exhausting. very yes, it's very it's very soul sucking and pointless, yeah. but it nevertheless well, commands the attention of a lot of people. I get, right? Yeah. It's just like I don't know. So people stand so I hate using that word. Some people's fandom is just so hard for some people that it's almost like. It's, it's like, very black and white. Like, it's, like, they're a fan, fan, fan. The artist or the person does one thing that doesn't align with their personality t- traits or whatever. Then it's, like, oh, no, this person's garbage. It's, like, you've been in love with this person for ten years. you followed them and defended them endlessly. They have one thing that sort of goes against you. And now you're just, like, ah, I don't like this person anymore. It's just, like, for it to be that fickle, it's just... Ugh, oh, I mean, I wouldn't awful. say it's that fickle. I'd say it's when you have your fave, you defend them no matter what they do, and even if they do something that's bad, what, you like, find a way to justify it. For what reason? Who are you defending it's against? An, another anonymous people online but, that it's well, just like it's, it doesn't. Matter. No, but it's 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 literally sports for gays. Like it's it, a, exactly, you have your team instead of your matter. team, and you defend everything your team does. Like basically the then the playing field is the charts and so you're fault. so your fave got there you know the number has the most number ones but or there's more your latest release, you know whoever else's latest release flopped and yada, in yada. one person versus a team even though like generally most teams are made up of two people there's like Tom Brady and probably one other guy on the Patriots or 
Oh God, I can't. Even, uh, uh, the, 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 the Panthers guy, Kirk, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Kirk Cameron, uh, Cam Newton, and I don't even know another Panthers guy. But like, you say Panthers or you say Cam Newton, and immediately there you're talking about the Panthers. I don't know. There's just like there's more fault in following just one person and being fickle about what one person does versus a team. So it's just like ultimately none of it matters. So it's just it it fascinates me, but frustrates me that people are just so just gung-ho about this that it's just like hey if that's what you want to spend your time your money and all of your effort on awesome but i just i it's just not for me it's it's hard for me to almost like respect it it's just kind of like all right you do you but it's just uh it's not i don't know then again i mean i have stupid tastes and interests that i don't but i don't expect people to get and no, but and I mean, but there's an aversion of that in every fandom. I mean, if you look at, I mean, if you look at anime, if you look at movies, if you look at TV, there are people like that True. that have intense opinions. And I mean... True. You're right. And I'm probably... It just plays out in different places. I mean, you know, yeah. like, well, I mean, film Twitter's a thing. Like, anime, I mean, that may play out more on Reddit than anywhere else. I, I don't know enough about it to yeah, say. But I mean, uh, everything like that has their own version of it. It's just... True. But I mean, that, it's still up to you to define how much you see that and how often you delve into that world, so... Well, right, but I mean, but 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 even if then you if you look at the music, whatever, stand culture, I mean, the Mariah fans and Katy Perry and Lady Guy fans, like, they, they are also much more casual fans. Mariah fan. I think you're the only Mariah fan that still exists. I'm kidding. First off, of I'm not even that big of a Mariah fan, but... You play her song it, every year. <laughs> well, everyone plays all I want for Christmas <laughs> is you in December. Um, but I mean, but obviously there are millions and millions of much more casual fans who don't even follow it to the level no, that the deeper people do. So. I, I guess my my much frustration is like the things that I'm into are relatively niche but and so like if I see like some sort of outstanding like drama in that community it's easy to just bypass it but like pop culture and like music and movies are prominent things that we all delve into and they're featured more prominently if there's some sort of amount of drama. Even if you try go out of your way to avoid it, you'll still see it either in like Twitter insights or like Twitter moments or like you'll see someone on Facebook talking about it. And it's just like, I, I typically I'll just sort of scroll past it and just be like, ah, all right, whatever. I don't care about this. But oh no, it's just sometimes you read comment section and it's just like, all right. Why would you read comment section? That seems like a waste of time. I guess maybe that's what it is. It's that morbid curiosity of just like, well, let's see what people think. Even though you know it's going to go one of two ways. There's no like middle ground in like a comment section. It's just so... Huh. I mean, there's no better way to feel miserable about the world than read a newspaper website's comment section. True. And it helps you weed out who are your friends and who you should start blocking and Oh, I mean, I, I, I guess I was. I mean, just. I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, just the newspaper conversation. Um, not even. It's, it's not your Facebook. It's what's what's there. It's so always garbage. This past week, uh, not to date this too much, uh, the whole Sony dropped R. Kelly, or Columbia. Yeah, uh, I guess they're. In this well, I don't know who it was, but yeah. Yeah, I anyway, think Sony yes. dropped R. Kelly from their label, and uh, just like. I was like, all right, yeah, that's good. They maybe could have done that sooner, but all right. But like, just the comment section, it was like. Ignition so bumps. Twenty five percent were like, "Yeah, you should have done this sooner," and "Yeah, I'm I'm with you." But then the other seventy five percent was like, "You know, you just don't have to listen to his music anymore." You have I'm to separate the art from the artist. I'm going to be buying more of his music. I'm going to listen to it more just to spite. And it's like, uh, okay, again, you oh, do you. 
I mean, there's dedicated segment yeah. of, of well, for, I mean, for, after, Chris Brown has his oh, has his yeah, ultra dedicated true. fans too, I mean, yeah, despite he be locked up all the problems he's ago. had. So, um, but yeah, even at, when that documentary aired about R. Kelly, that like he had like a concert like a couple days later, and there were people screaming in the audience, "I want to be your slave, take me to your house, I want to be in your dungeon," and it's just like there is a percentage of fans that are just that bombastic right. that it's just like ugh oh my god I mean that right. okay. I mean you have the people who went to the Louis C.K. shows and That's applauded true. him and I mean it's and they're still defending him anytime anyone does something that it the even might be generally accepted as morally reprehensible there's always going to be a, a fan base of people that are still going to celebrate them and yeah. go out of their way to tell you that they're going to celebrate them because of their awfulness right. But they'll be anonymous about it for the most part. So they, they're still hiding anyway. Oh God, that was long. Yeah. But thanks for mm-hmm. thanks for sharing. Uh, but anyway, uh, now we get the aftermath of the dinner, and uh, I like the scene because Jack. It's it's showing like Liz is really insecure, and she knows everything that she's doing with Dennis is wrong and and not good for her, regardless of of Alex or uh, sorry uh, Jack's opinion. And it's just a good scene because it's completely one-sided and all he's doing is just giving facial cues to say, "Mm, I don't know. It's a good scene. I enjoyed the restaurant. Thank you. Just say it. Just say what you're dying to say. Dennis is nice to me, okay? He fixed my toilet. He broke it first, but he fixed it. And he loves hockey and I'm figuring it out. And it's easy. I get a lot of work done. I don't have time for a personal life, okay? I can't just go to Central Park and join the Singles Touch Football League. Like I'd want to, anyway. People in those posters always laughing in their sweaters. God, were they fooling. Oh, okay, you're not gonna say anything to me because I rejected you as a mentor? Who cares? I have a lot of friends I can talk to about my life. The bottom line is, Dennis is my boyfriend because he inquired. He was the only applicant, and I am not Doing great. Come in. Hey, Juvenile, I need to talk to you about this. Ah! What did you do to yourself? Me? Nothing. Just getting more rest, drinking more water. Really? This water, does someone boil it first and throw it in your face? Okay. I had a little Botox and some collagen and a chemical peel and something with shark DNA. Admit it. I look 10 years younger. No, younger even. You look like a fetus. I came here to talk to you about my problems with Dennis. Oh, I can't right now, honey. If I don't do my facial exercises, I could wind up looking weird. I just mentioned Dennis, and your eyebrows didn't go up. They didn't? No. How about now? Uh-uh. Anything? I like that. Like, even in that second bit where she's like, how about now? Like, you can see, like, Jenna's still straining to... Yeah. to to, like, I mean, obviously, it's easy to not raise your eyebrows. She's still putting in the effort to make it look like she's trying. I thought that was fun. But Jenna just looks rough. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Jane Krakowski plays it well, but otherwise the storyline itself is just kind of, oh, female star gets does Botox or plastic surgery to make herself, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, so, it, and it fits the character well, but it's still it, like... I mean, it sort of does, but it's just kind of... It's yeah. still like a gross, yeah. uh, old, outdated... Uh, 
Well, it's gross. I mean, it's just, I it's, it's, it's just a little. I mean, it's just a little like kind of a cliche storyline. I mean, it's fine. Like, I but mean, I don't remember this. I mean, but I think this was peak like Botox. So around this time, this would have been normal. Well, yeah. I mean, but I guess I, I don't mean necessarily specifically exactly Botox. Just in any way, like aging female celebrities like does something to yeah exactly make yeah. herself look younger or whatever. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, it's such an easy yeah easy joke. It's like the same as like if you have like an English character on your show, and they're maybe a little bit more effeminate. The immediate idea is oh they're probably gay because yeah. they're British and they're, you know, they act a certain way. And it's just like yeah. oh, it's such an easy joke. It's not even that the joke writes itself. There's no talent there involved. So Dennis brings a gift into the office for Liz, and sets up shop. The Beaver King's in business. Hey, what's up, Eddie? Liz around. She should be back soon. Is that a present for her? Yeah, she has to get back here soon. I'm poking air holes in it. Excuse me. I couldn't help but notice that uh, none of you were wearing beepers. You sell beepers? I sell way of life, my friend. Cool. I can use some ironic accessories. What are you doing here? Hey, what's your present? Uh oh. Oh no, I got out. If anyone sees a salamander, it's Liz's. No, okay. I don't want a salamander, and I don't want you here selling beepers. Why not? I mean, you work in a business. Business people need beepers. No, they need cell phones. Oh, yeah, for now, but the beeper's gonna be making a comeback. Technology's cyclical. No, technology is not cyclical. <clears throat> I thought I recognized that voice, Dennis. How the heck are you? Did you enjoy that restaurant? No, I think I was right about that place. We actually saw a whole nest of rats when we were leaving. No, we didn't. Yeah, I just didn't want to tell you because I knew you'd freak out. Actually, I think I saw a rat king. Aren't rat kings a myth? What's a rat king? Oh, it's when a bunch of rats are crammed into a tiny space and their tails get all tangled up and they can't even pull apart. And then it gets awesome. Eventually, their bodies fuse together and they form a multi-headed live rat king and we saw one. Gosh, I hope you got a picture of that with a camera on your beeper. Actually, my beeper doesn't have a camera, but it does have a pedometer. Actually, not this one. Part of Dennis's appeal is that he just doesn't get sarcasm whatsoever. He takes everything at face value and... Sure. Just answers the face. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to like you were saying. Like he's just like not a, maybe he is oblivious, or he really just is like on a level. He just does not care. Just take, yeah, of what anyone has to say about him. But yeah, but then we get the not so normal Tracy. He enters on the scene. What's up? Is that a tattoo? Uh huh. <laughs> Who normal now? You hear me, America? Who's normal now? Clearly a reference to Mike Tyson and his face tattoo as well as just what the outrageous things some celebrities do to mm. stay in the spotlight. How could you do this to the show? I got this tattoo for the good of the show. It gives us an edge. The reason why you brought me on. And when you purchase Tracy Jordan, he comes with a tattoo of a biblical dragon from outer space. It's going to take forever to cover this thing with makeup. You can't put makeup on my tattoo, Liz Lemon. It's in my contract. Uh, no, it's not. Actually... He's got a pretty weird contract. Great. Jenna looks like a porn star burn victim, and now this idiot. What are we gonna do? It's gonna be Josh's busiest show ever. <sighs> so Liz Taylor is on set. Josh. Miss Taylor, when your office said you were sending me something, I didn't realize it would be you. But I had to give you this gift. In person, Josh. Oh, I'm just glad you weren't offended by my impression. Oh, but I was. Deeply. I'm here to give you the gift of pain. 
Gift of what? How many spouses did Liz Taylor have? Oh gosh, was it like six? Seven. Seven, jeez. And twice to the same person. That's right, I did remember, I did know that, yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. They divorced in 74 and then remarried in 75 and divorced Well, they thought they could work things out, and they couldn't. They tried. I guess that's not that uncommon. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't think I've ever seen a Liz Taylor movie, to be honest. The most that I know about her is she was friends with Michael Jackson. Like that's it. That's all I really know. Well, she had a decades-long movie no, career. She had decades long. Like she did a lot of apparently really good stuff, or at least prominent. And also Cleopatra. And yeah, again, don't know anything. about No, it's that. like a notorious. I'm like, aware flop. of what that yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't. I've never seen it. But that's I think where she met uh, Dick Burton or Richard Burton. Oh. She met him on set. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure her career has a lot of highs and lows. I just, I just. I wasn't the person for that actress, honestly. Just not for me. But Rachel Dratch, like, that's a funny bit. Like, she never fully exposes herself, and you only, like, see her eyes. Just, like, the whole, like, oh, that's another thing. White diamonds. I know that because of (laughs) those commercials in the 90s. But, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Very funny. You bought a pager from Dennis. Will you take it off now, please? No, I can't. I'm expecting a call from 1983. Look, Dennis takes care of me, okay? Liz, I'd like you to meet Howard Jorgensen. Liz, how you do? He's the vice president of locomotives and a rising star at GE. I thought the two of you had a lot in common. You are relentless. Look, uh, Howard, you're obviously an attractive and confident guy, and at a different time in my life, I could definitely see the two of us together. I'm married with two beautiful kids and a pool. Liz, I wasn't trying to set you up. I wanted to show you my handiwork. I used to mentor. Howard. I was a lot like you. I dressed poorly, had bad posture, walked around with lettuce in my hair. Oh, son of a bitch. And I cursed like a sailor. But Jack saw potential in me. He changed my life. Now Howard's earning seven figures and he's married to a swell Filipino gal. <laughs> Look, I told you, I don't need a mentor. Fine. Liz Taylor really messed him up. He might have brain damage. Maybe the musical guest can do some extra songs this week. Who is it? James Blunt. I love that James Blunt song. And almost shame on Almost you. out of spite of how much you hate it. But I think it's a fine song. It's not a great song. I know it's a bad song. But I think it's a good song. You know it's a bad song, but you think it's a good song. <laughs> Those things. Well, because I mean, like, I don't know. I guess it's the same as, like, I don't know. It's like, it's so bad, it's good kind of thing. I think that's what it is. Because, like, the lyrics of that song, like, he literally just sees this person. I mean, I don't think it's they a so bad, no it's a good other... song. I mean, you like it or you don't. Well, but I recognize how bad it is. Like, lyrically, like, he just sees this person on the subway. They have no interaction. They don't talk to each other. He literally just sees this person. Then he, like, fantasizes their entire life together. And that's it. Like, lyrically it's a bad song because he's singing about something that never will ever happen but I don't know there's something about like it's like a guitar piece and I think there's like strings in it that come in uh, that's I'm a sucker for that so like it works for me I mean lyrically I don't think it's that different or worse than pretty much any half of any other 
popular song. Mm. I mean, most song lyrics, especially pop lyrics, are essentially frivolous. I don't know. Agreed. But I mean, like, I'll, would you rather listen to James Blunt on Beautiful, You're, You're Beautiful, or Imagine Dragons Thunder? Neither. You have, nope. You have to choose one. Neither? Nope. You I have to choose. listening to either. Why? I don't want to listen because to either Because you have to just, oh my god, just make a choice. Oh, I guess I would rather listen to You're Beautiful. Yeah, it's a, lyrically, it's a better song than Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Sure. I don't think I've heard more than a 30 second clip of Thunder so I don't know have you heard the chorus that's the entire song oh okay basically I don't know I like that song I'm sorry I don't know you're wrong but okay like this whole episode is is Liz just rationalizing why she's why she's with Dennis but well in the next episode we'll also get to the point where she realizes she needs she no longer needs to rationalize she really just needs to cut loose Dennis Duffy. Are you at that crappy sandwich place again? Yeah, why is everybody judging all of my choices lately? This place is fine. It's convenient. It's consistent. I know what I'm getting. It doesn't make me feel bad about my body. And you know, maybe I'm in an age where it's okay for me to settle for this. Are we still talking about the sandwich place? No, sadly, I don't think we are. Okay. I admit it. Dennis isn't a sandwich I want to eat every day for the rest of my life. I'm clueless about men. I'm clueless about everything that isn't this show. Maybe you can tell me how to live, because sadly, you may be the most stable person I know right now. Gentlemen, we'll have to continue this conference some other time. That's her again, isn't it? Hi, Howard. Lemon, today is the first day of the rest of your life, and what is the first thing you need to do? I have to break up with Dennis. And why is that? Because he wears shirts with the Looney Tunes embroidered on them. Because he cuts his own hair. Because that one little nice thing that he does doesn't make up for the fact that I don't want to be seen with him in public. And if you don't break up with him now? He'll just keep showing up at work to sell beepers. He'll just keep calling my mother to borrow money. We'll just get more and more tangled up in each other's lives until I just can't even get away and we're just like... Oh, my God. That's right. He's the Rat King. There's only one way to break up with a rat. You have to cut him off completely. I know. You have to stuff your heart with steel wool and tinfoil. You must be ruthless. You must be absolute. Remember always you are the exterminator. Say it. I am the exterminator. Say it like you mean it. I am the exterminator. Louder. I am the exterminator. Okay, not that loud. People are trying to work around here. Okay. So before dress rehearsal, Liz meets up with Tracy and learns a startling secret regarding his new face tattoo. Why is part of your face still on the pillow? Damn it, where's my Sharpie? Oh, it is fake. Look, I'm crazy, not stupid. Movie star can't have a big old permanent face tattoo. I just need to walk around with this for a week. Get my picture on the interweb, show the world I'm still dangerous. And then what about next week when you don't have it anymore? You're gonna look like... I had extreme plastic surgery to have it removed. Ba-boom! That's another not normal. You know this is very, very, very bad for me, right? I need to protect my reputation. You take away my street cred, and I am Wayne Brady. Nuh-uh. Wayne Brady has three Emmys. You have a People's Choice Award that you stole from Wayne Brady. I shouldn't expect a white woman from Whiteville to understand street cred. First of all, I'm not from Whiteville. I'm from Whitehaven. And it's not as nice as it sounds. Oh, fine. You can keep the tattoo. For this week only. Is Wayne Brady still hosting Let's Make a Deal? Is that still on? 
Probably. That seems like a safe show. That's the only thing he's done. Definitely. Yeah. Because has he done anything else in five, ten? I don't even know how long he's been doing that. I don't think I've seen him or heard of him in anything else. Mm. I mean, that's daytime TV, so I don't know. I don't know anything. He's got to be doing something. Let's make a deal. That's what he's doing, I guess. Besides that, I don't know. It seems like he. I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, he did the Whose Line Is It Anyway when it rebooted. Oh, that's right. But I, I think that's off the air now, too. I don't think that's still running. Does it air in summer still? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Good for Wayne Brady. And lastly, Jack learns about the just horror story that will be this week's TGS and pleads with women to find some sort of out. Okay, here we go. Quiet, please. Rehearsing. And now, a word from the White House. Good evening. I'm Laura Bush. And I'm Condoleezza Rice. Well, we had a good run. What the hell happened here? The cast had a rough week. These people cannot be on television. What is your contingency plan for a crap storm of this magnitude? There is none. We go live in a half an hour. No wonder your career is being held back by a lack of foresight and an addiction to dysfunctional relationships. You have no exit strategies. He knows about my marriage. No. This is going to be a bad show. Worse than the time we let Tracy do that tribute to August Wilson? That was my fault. I should have made sure he knew who August Wilson was. Maybe we'll be preempted by some national news event. How's Gerald Ford's hill? A blackout, that'll work. All right, nobody panic. The backup generator will kick in in just a few seconds. Okay, you can panic. This is real. We dodged the bullet here tonight, Lemon. Yes, this blackout is a fortunate coincidence. You didn't do it, right? What, you think I control the universe? Yo! This blackout messed me up. I didn't get to debut my dragon face. Could I do the Today Show tomorrow? No, you're on a plane to Boston tomorrow, Trey. We have a laboratory there experimenting in tattoo removal. It promises to be one of our biggest profit centers once today's generation finally sobers up. Tattoos fake, Donaghy. Fake. Street cred. He's a genius. Can I give you a ride? Flashlight, $20. No, I wouldn't want to crowd you. Be strong, Lemon. Don't let Dennis chew his way out of this one. And despite Jack's warning, Dennis does chew his way out of another one. Yeah, well, it's just pity. Like, I don't know. It is kind of hard to... I mean, it would be just a, uh, more to dump on someone. Yeah. After the island is After lost, island, I mean... Who can handle on. themselves? I mean, yeah. Dennis, wake up. Huh? What? Put the place down. I wish I had burned the place down. There's no reason to live anymore. What happened? The Islanders lost tonight. Doesn't that happen a lot? I knew you wouldn't understand. So how did it go? He moved in with me. Well, of course he did. No, that's a that's a solid episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the Dennis character, and I like that he he comes back sporadically, like just enough in every season. To never uh, like overstay his welcome, but like just when you've missed him, he comes in just at the right time to sort of remind you of just as good as Liz Lemon has it. 
he comes back in to remind her how bad it could be if, if she does ever go back with him. I like it. I like his character a lot. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole Beeper King thing is funny. I mean, technology is cyclical. Just like vinyl, <laughs> beepers will come back. That, I, I, there is got to be... I don't, well, I don't understand how beepers work. They're t- you have to have like data, right? Like a phone plan to use them? I don't think so. I, I think... I mean, it's, it's just like... A, it's like its own separate number or something, right? Yeah, it, right. Like you, you, and you just like leave... I, I guess it was like very short form text messaging. Like you might send like a short message or something or just like a phone number to call back at or... I don't. I don't. I. Just, I've never. I never bothered to look into how a beeper works because it seems like you have to have some sort of number for them to know to reach you. Yeah. But like, well, how does so? It's like you dial a phone number. And yeah. They have a separate line or a separate extension so, that you tap into. Then, then that. My dad had one when we when when I was a kid. Right. I'm. I'm trying to remember. I. I remember you definitely <laughs> dialed a specific number, and I don't know if you entered. Did you enter a beeper code? I can't remember, but. It, Basically, you would enter just, uh, a, 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 I think he would get like a phone number to call back at. I don't think it was a text message. I think it was just a number message. And then sometimes, because like, I remember from work, like there would be certain number codes. Like if, if someone texted a phone number in certain numbers, like it would mean right. know, emergency or something. Yeah. Or, no, that was like, probably something like each corporation had like different yeah. number codes. You would then yeah. type in to send to the beepers, but I don't know. I've just, I've never really learned how beeper works, but I think like there's probably some sort of ironic hipster out there that has a beeper. Oh, for sure. It, but that, it's probably only in, in areas like New York or LA that it really is a big thing. I don't imagine anyone around here actually has a beeper other than like, it's just a color. I'm saying, maybe have. some, I don't know, some old school businesses <laughs> they still maybe they still use me oh god I really hope not but did we talk about this pay phones mm-hmm. do you ever see them anymore um not really I, I think there I think are we talked about in Oklahoma because there was few that, left there was that random one that was out near that park which I don't think that was a functioning pay phone it was just a yeah a bucket or whatever you want to call it yeah I don't think there are say any m- downtown most yeah most Except for like a very few left, yeah, and they're just not a prominent thing anymore. Yeah, well, I guess college campuses definitely, yeah, yeah, right. But like, that's, that's I think a like parking lots, thing. like big uh, area parking lots, have like security yeah, phones that too. Yeah, but like but not like physical. Pay yeah, phones. Very, I mean, I remember when we were in London, I and mean, there were a lot of the actual booths, but so a lot of them were empty. Yeah, the, the, the red, yeah, not the red it, things. A lot of them weren't functioning. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just it's it's cell phones are so prominent and yeah. relatively affordable that it it's easier to use that way. I don't know. I, I, mean, I guess New York... It seems like New York... Like, big area cities would probably still have payphones, but nowhere around us would have a payphone, I don't think. Or maybe they're just so... We just don't need to look out for them so we don't see them, so maybe they are still... That's, part. That's probably know. part of it, too. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway... Yeah, no, great episode, uh, just continuing the trend from episode 5, and then episode 7 uh, is pretty solid as well. The next episode is, it's almost like the most rapid episode that they've done so far, and we'll do of the first season, but it sort of starts, uh, it's Rachel, I think everyone is in it, and everyone has lines, I'm pretty sure. Ooh. I think even Jonathan maybe comes back. Well, no, Tracy does Conan is 
one of the, if not the strongest episode of the first season, I think. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Any final thoughts on this episode? No muffin top. Nah, no muffin top. Little Jenna, not enough Jenna, and not enough of Dennis, honestly. I think we could have had a little bit more of him, but again, we don't want him to overstay his welcome, so he does just enough to, when we get him back, I think he comes back, yeah, he comes back a couple times uh, this season, so looking forward to that. So, all right, nerds, uh, as always, you can follow us uh, at our coffee website, ko-fi backslash go to there where you can donate, comment, all that fun stuff to let us know what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, you like us, you don't like us, tell us all that fun stuff. Feedback is always, always good for anything. Uh, like us on Apple Podcasts, uh, review, rate, and all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, thank you, as always, for listening. David takes out. See you next time. You're getting so much better at that. I'm so proud.